And now it's time to enter the lair. And just as we did with Scott Morrison, I'm transforming into the rock for my own amusement. So it is time. It is time to speak to a woman who has become a WNBL double-double machine. She is dominating the boards like nobody in Perth Lynx's franchise history. This 196-centimetre athletic beast has been overpowering her opponents amid the dream of adding another WNBL championship to her trophy cabinet. She is an Asia Cup bronze winning Opal. She is a tower of power and she is quarantining in an Airbnb south of the river. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to introduce Perth Licks Centre. Lauren Scherf, welcome to the Triple Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, we're nearly 48 hours into quarantine for you. You're in a house with several other teammates. Take us through the living situation. So, yeah, so at the moment I am living with Alex Sharp, Mackenzie Clinch Hoycard, and Taya Burrows. Yeah, and it's quite eventful, let me tell you. <laughs> so so I find that house really interesting. From what I've been able to gauge, you and Alex Sharp appear to be really good friends, um, and she's one of the more serious members of the team, extremely intelligent. Taya Burrows is an energised bunny who was probably a bit like me, announcing myself as The Rock just then. She doesn't stop talking. She reminds me a bit about, about myself, and I reckon most people want to throw me through a window most days. What, <laughs> what's it been like living with in that sort of a situation? No, it's actually been really good. I mean, Taya and Mac keep me, keep, well, Sharpie and myself very entertained. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's good to have the girls around because the last quarantines I've done have been in a hotel room, so I haven't had anyone. Um, So yeah, so this really helps with getting through quarantine. Just having those girls around really, yeah, makes it a lot easier. So we're recording this at tu- on Tuesday at 1pm. You're allowed to train at, as a group to leave the house, but that's all you're allowed to do. Have you trained yet and how often are you going to train to make sure you all get out of the house? Yeah, so um, we're allowed to train from 8.30 to 1 um, every day. So the court's available to us um, at Bendat. Um, and we're just, you know, I mean, I think all of us girls are going to go every day just to get out of the house and not be so cooped up in here. Um, and I mean, it's good too to just, you know, be able to get out and just exercise. Um, it's just good for our mental health. And yeah, so that's what we do. We just go to the courts, train for however long, and then come back home and yeah, just chill out. It was certainly, oh, the, the challenge you had interstate was quite amazing. Like we, we had former Lynx coach Andy Stewart on as our guest on January 4, and we talked about the extremes you were going to face with travel at that point. And then COVID hit the league. Games got uh, got postponed and it got even harder. I was looking back through it and from January 12 to January 29, that's 18 days, and you played seven games, flew to Canberra and back, flew to Sydney and back, and drove 650 kilometres to either get to the airport or play games in Victoria. So you only had two days off during that time and were constantly on the road, either in the air or in a, in a car. You're 196, as we said. Like, How do you get through the recovery sort of things there and just trying to not be mentally exhausted by the end of it? Um, well, I think, you know, the group of girls that we have on the team, it makes it, uh, a lot easier to, you know, cause everyone on the team, they're so great. Like, you know, they understand we're all in the same position and, you know, we're just here to, you know, help make life a little easier. But I think living in Ballarat and the resources that we had, like we, um, like definitely the RAD Centre, um, they really helped us out with, you know, physio recovery. Um, they had whatever we needed um, and, you know, just try to make 
uh, Ballarat, kind of like what it is back here in Perth, a little bit more like home and then have a bit more of a, you know, a schedule and, you know, just a place that we can feel like, you know, like it's kind of still the same as what we were doing here in Perth. So you've won a title and we know that you know how important team cohesion is and you can you can be broken in these sorts of situations if people don't get along with each other. You're on top at the moment, so team cohesion must be really good. Can you sense that there's something special about how this group has gelled off the court that helps to play so well on the court? Oh, definitely. I mean, the morale in the team is, like, outstanding. I mean, from... You know, it doesn't matter what position you are on the team. Like we're here to, you know, get the job done, do what we need to do, and we're we back each other a hundred and ten percent. So, I mean, even in trainings, like you know, we're there to make each other better, which I think really helps with the result that we have on the table at the moment. Um, but you know, we're all here for one thing, and you know, that's to try, try and win the championship. And you know, everyone's locked in, and yeah, I mean these group of girls like it's something special so let's talk about you because you're an amazing in amazing nick at the moment I, I mentioned when we spoke to you on december 7 that the Lynx fans should be really excited about what you could do for this group and right now you're averaging 14.6 points 11.6 rebounds and are among only four players in the league to have taken 20 shots from uh, three-point range and should be shooting at 45 percent your last two games were 19 points and 18 rebounds, 17 points and 16 rebounds. Is this career best form for you, do you feel? Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, being here in Perth and just being with the, you know, the coaching staff and the team that we have, um, it's just, I don't know, it's locked in a different mindset for me. And I mean, I guess you can see it on the stats, but yeah, it's just, you know, I think it's just a different environment and, you know, you can definitely see how I'm playing, but I, you know, I've got to credit, give credit where it's due, and like that, you know, that's to the environment that I'm currently in with, you know, the girls and the coaching staff. So, yeah. Should be noted that since the West Coast Waves became the Perth Lynx for the 2015-16 season, there's only six players who have ever won 14 rebounds in a game for the team. Lauren is the only one to have done it more than once, and she's done it three times this year. So it shows you the, the form that she, uh, she is in at the moment. What do you focus on? like around When you're going into a game, what's your biggest focus point to make sure that you're performing in the way you are? Well, I know that we have and a lot of elite uh, scorers on our team. Um, so I know for me that, you know, if I get the ball, not good or whatever, but I know that I need to be there on the rebounds um, because, you know, I'm the tallest out on the floor. So, I yeah, that's my mindset going into a game is just like defense and rebounding. So, you know, I'm just there to do my job and trying to help the team best I can. And if I can score, then like that's great. But I know that we have elite scorers on our team. So rebounding is like a major goal of mine is to just, you know, try and get as many rebounds as I can each game. <laughs> Did you get any feedback about why you didn't make the Opals group? Uh, I just, you know, um, was told, you know, just keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, it's still the World Cup, you know, is still there. So um, I'm just going to keep working and see what happens. The selection is out of my control. Well, we need to speak about the Opals because they were the only game involving a Perth Lynx player over the weekend. So they travelled to Serbia for three World Cup qualifying games. The Opals didn't need to actually win because they were already guaranteed a spot in Sydney. But they won two of their games against Brazil and Korea and lost to the host nation Serbia. But Perth Lynx superstar Sammy Wickham was named Australian captain and also selected in the tournament's All-Star 5. That's successive tournaments as captain of Australia and an All-Star 5 player for Sammy. Now, you hadn't played with her before this 
this year, but you only played against her. Now that you're playing with her, what makes her great? Just her leadership um, on and off the floor. Like she has such a high IQ and to be able to witness and, you know, have that guidance from her, like that has been so valuable to the team and, you know, and myself especially to be able to, you know, um, just be able to play alongside of her. Like I have, yeah, I mean, we have so many studs in this team and um, I'm so grateful to be able to play with each and every one of them. We do see, or we've seen during her time in the WNBA, how she brings a group together and and seems to be a real morale person within teams. Is that, is that something that you noticed straight away at, at the Asia Cup, given you hadn't actually trained with her as a Perth Lynx player? At that point, she rocks up, all of a sudden she's your captain and the, the team, which was a young group, really really went so well straight away. Yeah, like I said, like it's just her leadership and the professionalism that she goes about things. Like she, she wants to win and she's competitive and she's hardworking and I think that really rubs off on a team and, you know, when you see one person doing it you know you want to you want to be a part of it and you want to go along and you want to follow what they're doing so like just to be able to play with her like I'm so appreciative and so grateful and I'm just going to cherish every moment that yeah I have. She's a bit different to when she played over here originally isn't she she was this three-point dominant player when she was here in 20 last year's season was 2017-18 that she was here but now she's dangerous around the rim she's dangerous as a passing player and she's dangerous from the perimeter is, is she a real example to people that you've got to have more than one weapon to turn to? I mean she can do it all <laughs> like you know she just she does what we need in this team and um, credit to her like she's just evolved so much and I mean, witnessing it, you know, every game, it's just its just so great to watch. And I'm sure that the fans are just loving, you know, witnessing what's going on in our team. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, bring more of that to come. So take me back to last Friday when you were preparing to play against Bendigo and you looked around the, the, the team and there weren't even enough people to get out onto the court to train. And you probably were thinking, if we have to play this game, I'm going to spend 40 minutes on court. What was that moment like? I mean, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, we've got Darth and Sammy off at Opal's duties and, you know, it's great to see them doing doing that. And then um, these things happen. I mean, we're dealing with COVID all season and so we just got to be prepared with whatever whatever it brings us. Oh, we, as I said, we had no match for you guys on the, on the weekend because of the lack of players who were available. So there were no Dribble Podcast links MVP votes because there was no game to vote on. But if we do a quick <laughs> recap of where it is right now, we have Marina Mabry leading that award on 15 votes and the lady we're talking to, Laura, is right on her shoulder, just two behind on 13. And um, is, is Marina looking like she's going to be out of that moon boat anytime soon? What, what's the, the latest talk from her? I don't know exactly what the whole details are, but I know that she's doing everything right. And, yeah, she'll be out there soon, yeah, raring to go. I can only imagine it. <laughs> What's the feeling like about – you've been in Ballarat, so you weren't in the heart of Victoria, a good 110, 120 kilometres, I think, out of the city. So the the COVID situation wasn't as threatening there as what it would have been if you were living in the heart of town. But by avoiding COVID, you're now the only team that hasn't had COVID. Is there a bit of a nerve-wracking moment now about what happens if it rips through the team? Yeah, I mean, we're all just trying to do the same thing that we are doing in Ballarat and, you know, just doing the right things uh, with our safety and uh, with our health and well-being. And, um we're all just doing, you know, what we can to keep our 
bodies and minds right and just being careful where we can. So, yeah, we're just doing the best possible for what is needed for our team. And with what's likely to be three weeks or so between games, given how much you've played in the past couple of weeks, is it nice to have a bit of a break now or do you feel like you're going to have to do a fair bit of work during that time to, to keep yourselves at the level that you've been? Well, I think with this break, it will help us get back into our routines back here in Perth. So, um, you know, being on the road, having to play so many games in so many weeks, um, we kind of lost, you know, that routine that we had here in Perth um, originally. So I think coming back to Perth, you know, having a solid schedule and, you know, being able to train properly um, each week will definitely help with us getting our feet back on the court. Well, that really helped defensively as well. Like you, ha- you haven't had numbers to actually put five on five at, at times during training, such as the situation with injuries and not having all your D- DPs over there and with players in Serbia. Like, you haven't had the chance to really do a solid training session, have you? No, not quite. So, I mean, we had Ryan come in, you know, trying trying to show off his skills. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, he does a really good job with trying to, you know, keep morale really good. And so we're just, with the girls that we have on court, you know, we just still train hard and we still try to make uh, each and every one of us better. Did anyone target Ryan? Ryan Patrick, the coach, obviously, when he was do- doing training like that, did anyone try to get stuck in? a little knee here or there, a little elbow here or there. Was it a bit of fun to try to make your coach feel it? Oh, yeah. we Yeah, I know there were a couple of us that were definitely, you know, trying to stick it to him. Um, but, you know, it's all in good fun and he'll give it to us back. So, you know, it's just a bit of fun at the end of the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we always finish uh, our podcast with a segment called This or That. You can't sit on the fence, just a clear answer. And I put this same question to Scott Morrison because you've both been quarantining a hell of a lot. So you've quarantined after the, Australia Cup, uh, after the Asia Cup and coming over here afterwards as well so what's a better way to spend quarantine is it binging on a series or is it binging on movies binging on a series and what's your series at the moment then um i have just finished uh power if yeah it's on stan how really on stan okay oh, yeah our producer here sam is nodding her head ferociously going, yep, she enjoys that too. So I haven't haven't got to that one yet, but it might be something to add to the list. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. You've been in amazing form so far, and hopefully that can continue. And we hope to see the team playing at the Bendat Basketball Centre in front of Lynx fans in a couple of weeks because it's been more than two years since that occurs. So we'll all look forward to seeing you out there. Yeah, we can't wait to be back in the court um, with our fans watching. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, Brent, well, look, that's it for the Dribble Podcast this week. Remember, keep logging on to thewest.com.au for all of your basketball news and pick up your copy of the West Australian. Links were on the back page on Monday if you missed it, Links fans. Thank you to Samantha Rogers, as always, for her production work. Thanks to Scott Morrison and Lauren Scherf for their time. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Dribble Podcast.